Seriously? Your your uh, Skull Island Kong sweater? Yeah. Well, there ain't time to wear it. This is now. What did you wear for the Kong, like, Skull Island one? I didn't wear this. Yeah, no, I know, because I remember mentioning it, and you were like, no, I, I only have the one from Peter Jackson's. You made me feel like a tool bag. Yeah, this is it. That's not the two Peter Jackson one. This is the Peter Jackson one. This is Peter Jackson's Kong from the ride at Universal called Skull Island. <laughs> Just okay, take that sweater off. I'm, I'm angry now. I'm too angry to even think clearly at this point. What are you wearing? A black t-shirt. Nice. And a what I like to think is a high-class blue hoodie. I, it's got to be high class. If you think it's high class, it's high class. Well, it's you'd have to see it in person and feel the materials. So here's my problem. I wanted a Godzilla versus Kong shirt for our episode, but I can't go to Walmart. Why not? Because you can't buy non-essential things in Ontario. <laughs> they, you mean they told you that a Godzilla versus Kong t-shirt is non-essential? Yeah. Yeah. I hope you went in there not wearing a mask. I did. I sneezed <laughs> all over the vegetables. Okay, but for the record, just for the record, for the, the few people that watch our campcast, we wear masks. This is yeah. strictly oh, a yeah. Straight up. <laughs> <clears throat> so, and, In and fact, the, the if act- you're one of the ones that advocate against wearing a mask, start wearing a mask. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Otherwise, we'll never get out of this lockdown. Yeah, especially here. Yeah, especially here. So, so yeah, so that fucking blows. Oh, also, wear a mask because now I never got to watch Godzilla vs. Kong in the theater. Exactly. Much exactly. appreciated. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Also, uh, Mission Impossible 7 got pushed ahead again. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Times are good for movies. Hey, Top Gun didn't have to be pushed forward, but it did. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, I ordered a couple uh, King Kong shirts, but they never arrived in time. Wait, King Kong is your favorite? Oh, I always thought it was Godzilla. No, I'm Team Kong. Oh, that's so weird. You're Team Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Oh, speaking of Godzilla, so I watched the trailer for Shin Godzilla. Yeah, and that the little bits like that, that you see of Godzilla, yeah, you're right. Like they scary. make them, they purposely make them look scary. They don't make them look like like American Godzilla, where you know he's almost regal, mm-hmm. but if he's angry, then he's like he's growling and snarling and stuff like that. And you could. Yeah say he's scary in those instances i wouldn't but in this in shin godzilla it's definitely like yeah i know he's creepy and he's got like three different forms in it it's really freaking weird yeah i saw like an evolution uh of shin godzilla but i was like i don't want to look at too much because i don't want spoilers yeah 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 it's very strange well how many movies are there of shin godzilla just the one oh okay Okay. but it's um the way it's rooted in like its horror, it's a direct sequel to the 1954 movie. 
yeah, that much I'm aware of, yeah, which I thought was cool. <clears throat> but it's weird. Okay, all right. Well, that's cool. Anyway, so we're talking about uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Right. Godzilla exactly. versus Kong. I've been the growing steaming, my beard out just for this episode so I can look like Kong. Steaming culmination of the MonsterVerse, Legendary's MonsterVerse. I say seeming culmination because even today, depending on how well this does, and it's tracking to do already <laughs> phenomenal, yep. especially for a COVID release. Yep. Right? It's already um, the highest, highest release since the pandemic began. I mean, okay. It's okay. Well, it's over 300 mil, so it's nearing King of the Monsters when I know, I know, yeah. Uh, it, it definitely did better than Tenet. <laughs> yeah, it's because you can understand this. <laughs> uh, oh, and you know what's sad too is like while I could I followed Tenet fairly easily. That is the one of the first Nolan movies that I saw and was like. I'm not seeing that in the theater. So even it, without pandemic, even it, without the pandorama, as some people call it, Brian Bortolosi, um, <laughs> they, uh, I would not have seen that in the theater unless someone I knew saw it and said, yeah, dude, you got to see that in the theater. Then I would have, but no, no. Yeah, I just, oh yeah, Janet. This movie, on the other hand, pissed in the theater. You know what? It would be really cool is if, like, once uh, life gets back to normal, uh, not in Ontario, but like the rest of the world. The rest of the world, um, outside of Ontario. They re release it in theaters. Because I'll drive to the next province over just to see it in the theater. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wait, what was it? Winnipeg, eight hours away? Done. Yeah. On the IMAX. Yeah. I would make a weekend trip out of it. I don't care. I'd do it. Because I don't think Ontario is getting out of uh, lockdown for uh, for at least another year, the way we like to play our cards. <laughs> what are you talking about? This whole lockdown roulette thing is so fun. I mean, you're in lockdown. You're not in lockdown. You're half in lockdown, but you're all, all in in lockdown. But yeah, you, the kids are going back to school, and then to school. Uh, the next day they're like, "Actually, we changed no, our no, mind." No, no, kids are not going back to school. I feel like uh, at some point Ontario will be just like Arkham City, where it'll be totally like just <laughs> barricaded off from the rest yeah. of Canada. Yeah. And then, like, if you were all, if you haven't been vaccinated, you're never leaving. Hmm. I just watched a movie like that called Songbird. Oh, okay. It was about COVID twenty three or something like that. Oh, intriguing! Yeah. Was it made yeah. specifically but because it, of COVID nineteen? It, it, it's in LA, and everyone's like bordered off, and they're in like this hot zone, like District Nine style. Yeah, that's very it was, topical. It was a very, uh, it was a very romantic film. <laughs> Yeah, lo- love in a, in a, in a COVID time. Yeah, love in a COVID time. Yeah, that's almost a bare naked lady song, but it's not quite. <laughs> it I need be. like one more syllable, you know, because it's like lovers in a dangerous time. I need one more syllable, and it would fit perfectly. Lovers in a COVID. Time. Well, I mean, you can just extend the COVID. 
You could, but I mean, that's lazy. I mean, yeah, okay. All right. So Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. Was directed by Adam Weingard or Wingard? Is it Wingard or Weingard? Wing, Wingard. Wingard. I don't know. I don't Wingard. know if you pronounce the G. It might just be win- Winnard. Winnard? Winger? Winnard? Wingard? Wingard. This whole video is just you saying Winger. Wingard. 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 Yeah. Adam, how do you say your name? You need to like edit it so one of us is going like win, 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 guard, guard, guard. <laughs> like cool beans. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a perfect end to that to that too right? i know i know that was awesome that's awesome <laughs> bone just falls <laughs> yeah so anyway did you know that godzilla versus kong was uh the screenplay was written by eric peterson and max bornstein <laughs> i don't know if you're aware of this i beautiful segue by the way yeah no i was i i, I was aware of that that's Okay. And this Max Bornstein uh, is literally like the monster verse caretaker. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for him, mostly him, then this thing would never, I think it wouldn't have gotten as cohesive as it's been. Because mm-hmm. this is a surprisingly consistent, like all the way through. And especially for, for, for something that took a little bit to get moving. Yeah. And then from there, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's been very consistent, but also like every entry has this very different feel to it, which I which I appreciate because it makes yes. it be yeah. different. And it's not like you're just watching the same shit every time, right? They have just enough to link them all together. Yeah. But they are their own separate movies. Yeah. But I mean, like and everyone's talking about... Too, like, um, sorry, uh, but like when people say like, oh, it's a Marvel movie. So yeah. there's a set style for Marvel movies, and there's a only a handful of standouts. Yeah, this doesn't have that like monster verse style. It's just some connective thread, and then it's its own thing. Yeah, exactly. I feel like more people need to talk about Max Bornstein. Yeah, everyone's do... talking about the directors, and yeah, the directors all did an incredible job of bringing this this universe to life. But right, this guy spearheaded the script on every single one of them exactly he either wrote the screenplay or worked on had the like the story like something he was yeah. involved and more often than not he was a screenplay guy also the um comic book tie-ins that take place in between the movies he wrote the comic books i mean seriously this guy needs to have his own plaque on the wall that says this guy, this guy right here, Max Morin, that guy, is the reason why we got all of this, and potentially get more. Like we might get more, which I'm, I'm really hoping for. Really I, hoping. Apparently, for. like from what I've read, the only reason it, it nothing's official is because the Toho deal is up. They have which to, makes perfect sense. Negotiate and everything. They could easily do another movie just following Kong until the Godzilla rights come back. Yeah, which I don't see why they don't. Yeah. I really don't see why they don't because and I mean we will get up get to that. And yes, there is gonna be massive spoilers. Um, but like the way they left 
Kong and Godzilla respectively is they really could follow Kong in his corner of the world. Yep. And occasionally pop up if necessary or just totally explore this um, hollow earth. Yeah. Because like there's two parts to the hollow earth and both aspects could be explored. Oh, easily. And you can do like a three-movie trilogy just by that. You don't even have to have Godzilla. He doesn't have to go topside. Yeah. But like he could. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, and like you said too, and they can do this in the in between uh, whatever talks they get into with Toho. I uh, I hope they can uh, work something out with Toho. I hope so too. I really do. Because I do like, I really like this representation of Godzilla. Me too. Really like not this. even just Godzilla, but his entire cast of monsters. Which his cast of monsters, which, which we'll you know, because I, I don't know how many are left after the opening credits of this movie. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's part of it too, right? But then again, it's Hollow Earth, right? There's always going to be something. Yeah. Right. So. So. You know, and there's also possible aliens and things like that. There's so many things that we can do here. <laughs> I can't. I mean, it's funny. It's, it's it is. It is hilarious. I'm having a good laugh. It's not necessarily pissing me off. It is just annoying, though. <laughs> Hold on a second. It's a very nice ceiling fan. Thank you. You're welcome. The way your hand is over the camera, it almost looked like an ass for a second. It was like. This oh, is perfect. Yeah, it, it seems like you got bums on the brain. I got bums on the brain. Oh, um, getting back to Godzilla versus Kong. I'm not sure that you know this, but in case you didn't, the story was written by Terry Rosio, mm. Michael Doherty, yes. who is also a alumni of the legendary monster verse mm -hmm. and Zach Shields as well. Just to drop that in conversation. Zach Shields. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's uh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it is very very cool. It also stars uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, for some people that may or may not have watched this movie but may have seen the trailers, also played Tarzan. He did, and he also almost played Thor. But he definitely played Tarzan. But he definitely played Tarzan. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And the movie was okay. I liked it. I thought it was Yeah, how cool. many times have you seen it? I've actually watched it three times. Oh my God, I watched it once. That's all I've ever wanted to watch it. <laughs> I've never had a desire afterwards to go, you know what, I could rewatch that movie again. And it's not that it was bad by any means. It's just, it was a one and done for me. All right. Yeah. I guess it was also partly because I'm kind of getting burned out on the reboot call. <laughs> the reboot call? Yeah, and then that consistent question where it's like, why doesn't Tarzan have a beard? Well, in, in all fairness, he went from his new home back mm -hmm. to his old home. Right. So he could have shaved right up until that point. Could have. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe the apes showed him how to shave. You know what? Maybe one of them like licked the hair off his face to wash it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. 
But he plays Dr. Nathan Lind, who is a monarch geologist and cartographer. Yeah. And also a proponent of the hollowed earth theory. He is. Actually, he knows it exists because his brother died trying to get there. He's also a super failed author. Sorry? He's a failed author as well. Failed author as well. That is correct. That is correct. Um, this is just the order of the casting. I wouldn't have put this here, but uh, Millie Bobby Brown as Addison Russell again, reprising yep. her role. The first time we've had a cast member come back. Um, actually, it'll be the uh, no uh, second time. Well, it's tied tied with Kyle Chandler, but no. Ken Watanabe. Right. That's and his partner right. slash possibly wife. How dare I? How dare I? I am appalled. Look at this. I'm shaking my head at you. Okay. Maybe I was just thinking like normal human characters that are pretty useless. Their first time returning. Okay. Well, Kyle Chandler should not have been considered useless. <laughs> I mean, I'll skip ahead. He was the... Uh, Fucking, what is he? The deputy director of Monarch. Right. Dr. Mark Russell, the deputy director of of special projects at Monarch. So he shouldn't have had such a small role. But then again, that does tie into one of my minuses for this movie. Um, The very talented and very underrated Rebecca Hall as Dr. Mm -hmm. Irene Andrews, who is the Monarch anthropological linguist. Right. She does sign language with gorillas. Right, but more importantly, old languages she knows how to speak. Right, and she's brunette. Uh, she's also uh, Gia's adopted mother. That's cute. Which I'll get to in a minute. Yes. Uh, here's another one. Again, I'm just going in the order of the casting on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have put this uh, person here, but Brian Tyree Henry as Bernie Hayes. Bernie! A former Apex Cybernetics tech, as well as a conspiracy. I don't want to say nut, because ultimately his conspiracies were true. But he's definitely a little nutty. He's a little cuckoo. A little cuckoo. Yep. We've got uh, Shun Oguri as Ren Serizawa, son of aforementioned Ishiro Serizawa, this the one, telepathic this pilot of Mechagodzilla. Yes. This one interested me. It was, it, it was intriguing. And questionable. Also ties into one of my minuses. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, when I said I had no minuses, I mean, I really don't, but yeah, we will talk about him because I feel like that was just fucking weird to me. Yep, I agree. I agree. And we'll definitely talk like, about that. I feel like, if anything, he should have been in the college. Stop. Would you stop? Could you stop for one second? Okay, go. We've got Isaac Gonzalez as Maya Simmons, the daughter of Walter Simmons, who is the CEO and founder of Apex. Yay. She got higher billing than the guy who plays Walter Simmons. She's beautiful. She is. You know what I really like about this? She was not cast in a stereotypical Spanish woman's role. No, she was an evil lady. Uh, She's like Stephanie McMahon to Vince McMahon. Like, literally, that's the impression I got right away. I was like, wow, okay, all right. 
Yeah. Um, we've got Julian Dennison, Josh Valentine, who's Madison's friend, mm-hmm. and disappointingly not Firefist in this movie franchise. I like that kid. I feel like he always has a backpack on. I mean, people need their shit. I guess he has lots of shit to bring people. Yeah, I mean, he is a hacker, by the way. Uh, Damien Bashir is Walter Simmons, the CEO, founder of Apex. Yep. um, In the uh, cast list, they tried to make it seem like he wasn't uh, necessarily a bad guy, that he was just doing what he thought was right. Which I could kind of see up until the creation of Mechagodzilla, in which case I was like, yeah, but after the Titans are gone, then what? Are you just going to deactivate your Mechagodzilla so that nobody can have this kind of power? Or will you use it to rule the Earth? <laughs> and it's more the latter that than one. it is the former. Definitely that one. Yeah. Um, Kaylee Hotel is Gia, the deaf Iwi orphan who can yeah. speak with Kong via sign language, yeah. which was one thing I absolutely loved. But uh, we won't get too much into that. Love it. I mentioned uh, Kyle Chandler. I uh, toyed with mentioning a one um, Hendrick Russell. Okay. I'm mentioning him only because I popped hard to see him in the movie for three seconds and then never saw him again, and I was very disappointed. Because that's the dude from the John Wick movies. Yeah. Lance Reddick. Lance, that's... Yes, that's the one. That's I said Reddick Russell. Yeah. Reddick, who apparently had a huge role in this movie and then got chopped down to that little tiny not even minute scene. <laughs> um, uh, at that point I go, what's the point? But whatever. Yeah, whatever. Especially because I literally went like, oh, he's in this. Oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> I mean, he's in the movie. He never, he never came back. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the cast. That's a a nice large cast. Yep. 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 So, um, yeah, so I don't have a lot of dislikes. I know you don't have a lot of dislikes, so I thought we would do things a little bit different, get our dislikes out of the way. Yep. And just stick with our likes towards the end. And who knows, this might be the format going forward. Probably. (laughs) Depending on is so full of dislikes, tenant, that uh, we need to stay on the dislikes for quite a while, tenant. Yeah, but even then, I don't know. I think it might be best to get the uh, the shit out of the way so we can focus on all the the beautiful flowers or whatever whatever metaphor you want to use. So my first dislike is the exact same dislike I had with Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters, which is. Madison's side plot mm-hmm. was largely this one in particular was completely pointless was absolutely pointless you could argue that they had to have Bernie there to spill his booze on the console so that uh, Sirizawa could no longer telepathically control uh, Mechagodzilla yep. but in the ensuing chaos of the battle between Godzilla, Kong, and Mechagodzilla, you could have had anybody in that room fuck that up. Yeah. Anybody, okay? 
So if that was your end result, that was the whole purpose of this side plot, it was complete, like, take it out and you don't lose anything. You literally lose nothing by taking it out. Maybe, like, an extra two minutes of exposition. I think the only reason that her story was there was to have some human input into the Godzilla side of the story. Which, uh, okay. But I mean, you could have had uh, Deputy Director Kyle Ch Chandler, like, uh, or sorry, Mark Russell. You could have Dr. Mark Russell yep. be the guy that says, what are we doing here? Or something's up with Godzilla because Godzilla doesn't act like this, okay? What is Apex doing that... Godzilla seems to target Apex and nothing else because he, he went through that character change in this in the last movie where he went from going like no 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 we got to fucking kill Godzilla Godzilla took my son and destroyed everything in San Francisco we got to fucking kill that thing till the end of the movie where he goes nope Godzilla's uh, Godzilla's a hero we need to trust in Godzilla I was disappointed that um, Zhang Z wasn't in it after it looked yeah. like he would be the successor to Sirizawa and King of the Monsters. Exactly. So that's another thing. We could have had her role in this movie to begin with. Yeah. And then she could have been in the same role that, that Millie Bobby Brent, like Madison's character was, where she's essentially singing Godzilla's praises. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, and I don't want to make it sound like I hate the actors. I know it's very popular to hate the actors for doing roles that you may not necessarily agree with. In mm -hmm. fact, I fought the urge to send out death threats because I was so unhappy with Millie Bobby Brown. She just did what she was told. But anyway, I, this know, is I, not a knock to any of the actors because they, they the side like the side plot wasn't like it was poorly acted, poorly written, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just it was literally pointless and. Yeah, it's part and parcel because, I mean, okay, yes, there's some progression to Madison, so she's much more like direct. You know, she's definitely on Godzilla's side, and she's a little bit more like, no, no, no. Uh, she's more of a like a woman at this point. She's getting to that stage where you're like, okay, this is where she's going to end up. Yeah. And if we continue with the legendary verse, and we check on her at a later movie and she's working with monarch or she's like in her father's old position or even her mother's old position that would be welcome i'd be like oh okay yeah um and i understand that you know she is one of the bigger stars in this film so it's not like i'm uh, completely oblivious or i'm hating on her it's just i mean really you could this plot wasn't needed the side plot Yeah, I got. I got to say, she uh, she reminds me so much of a young Winona Ryder now. In mm, her, yeah. in, in her looks and her like, just mannerisms. She's just a crazy good actress too. Which is funny because she works with Winona on Stranger Things. So I wonder if she's just picked up some things from Winona. Well, that's possible. I don't necessarily see. I see parts of what you're saying. I don't necessarily see the mannerisms, but. Uh, but I will agree, like at that age, like the level of talent is is right on par because Winona Ryder is another one where she started young and was like 
already at a young thinking, age, right? people were like, whoa, watch out for her. We so, yes, kids, very much like when that. When we were kids, we were watching Winona at this age. Yeah. Beetlejuice represents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one's got to be coming up for like a 40 or 50 or 60 year anniversary because we're super old at this stage. <laughs> but, I mean, when that happens, we got to do a Beetlejuice camcast. Got to be coming up to a 35th anniversary at least. I think it was 88 or 87. I think you're right. I think you're right. So it's yeah. it's soon. It's soon. Yeah. Definitely. Um, do you have anything to add to that point or any counter arguments? No, I have nothing to add. I, I, I know where you're coming from. I agree. It, I've seen a lot of people online complaining about her story um, and her in, you know, their usual angry fan type of ways. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it can't be polite discourse. It has to be no. like, oh, fuck her as a person. Yeah. She must die. Oh, fuck, yes, yeah, stupid bitch. Yeah, I, and you're like, oh, she signed up for this movie role. They decided <laughs> to cast her in the second movie uh, because they liked what she did in the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, just because I don't like that particular part. And, and here's the thing. It's not like I hated it, but you can honestly take it out and I wouldn't miss it. So that's kind of... You could, you could take it out. Uh, but for me, like, I enjoyed it, first and foremost. I, I get what you're saying. You could remove it and tweak it to not include it whatsoever. I mean, I, thought, I guess at I the very it was, least. Um, I thought it was fun interactions. I thought the three of them had great chemistry. I thought yeah, it was that's neat. true. I thought it was neat to see a different side, like what we would see, like our side of looking at Apex, you know, not the crazy scientist side of Apex. But I don't mind human characters in these types of movies. Like, I'm getting so much of, like, oh, the oh. next movie has needs no human characters, just monsters. That oh, okay, and that's not what I'm that getting be, at either. That would be boring to me. Yeah, um, and I'm not getting at it either. Yeah, I know you're not getting at it, man. I'm just like, this is me getting it up, too, because I see people online going off about it. It's just, I don't know. I connect to the human stories in these types of movies. Yeah, most people do. <laughs> Yeah. The reason why King of Monsters didn't do as well as every other movie in this franchise yeah. is because they tried to make everybody happy instead of going to the bigger the bigger piece of that pie. Yeah. So instead of saying, "Oh, the low-hanging fruit," because the Godzilla fans are going to watch these movies because they're Godzilla fans, okay? Mm-hmm. Whether they like the movie or hate it, they're definitely guaranteed to see that movie, okay? Yeah. So, and Legendary knows that. And they're like, okay, great. But really what they want is the people who might not necessarily check this out guaranteed. They want to, They want other people because that's more money in their pocket. And again, I'll use King of Monsters as a prime example because they did dial back the human element yeah. a bit and they made it more into a monster spectacle. And it's the least critically reviewed. It's the least grossing. So they gave everybody what they wanted and they still, and only the certain amount of people that wanted that went and saw the movie and then that's it. So, okay. You know, Um, the one thing I will say, uh, I, I will actually give a bit of a positive, even though I say you could remove the side plot, my only major issue aside from the extraneous nature of it, is that, like, they make the uh, security in these places look stupid when regular oh, yeah. humans can just stroll in, okay? Like, the site, in particular, the Apex site that originally uh, Bernie saw the 
I in mm-hmm. gets destroyed by Godzilla, right? And then after that, there's no cops, there's no FBI, there's no like monarch, there's no apex, just hanging out to secure that perimeter just in case anybody might want to scavenge that place. Nope, they just strolled right in. Yeah. Went to the secret spot. Which is crazy. Then got into the secret pod, and there was no scanning or anything like that. Nobody went, hey, pod 67 is showing up on our radar for no reason at all. Hmm, I wonder who's uh, in there, right? So it's, if, I guess if they would have done those things a little bit smarter, because I said the same thing in King of Monsters, where I was like, she strolled out of that compound with all these armed, like trained operatives and nobody noticed her. Nobody noticed she took the orca. She just literally took it, strolled out. Yeah. And not one guy looked at the camera going, hey, I think your daughter just left the perimeter. Nobody noticed that at all. But you go to the superstore and you're on camera the second you get anywhere near the door. (laughs) So even though we're wearing masks, it knows when I'm going into superstore, where I am in superstore, and when I leave. And approximately how far I I parked, they could see that too. But yeah, so I mean, when I watch this again, and I will, I'm not going to skip those scenes or fast forward. I'm still going to enjoy it as a whole. So it's a small minus. No, like like I said, I know where you're coming from. And honestly, I think... uh... Your comment there about the security at Apex is probably the thing I, I hate the most about her whole plot. Because, like, really, when you see them, like, slide down, like, that broken fucking wall, and then all of a sudden they're, like, strolling around where this eye was. Oh, there's a secret elevator that goes into the... Gr- I was like, like, why didn't they show them, like, going the... And the elevator room? thing got me, too, because there was no security bypasses, like, no key Nothing. card, no button sequence, no palm print, no retinal scan. Nothing that a super incredibly yeah, top yeah. secret organization has been doing this on the sly. They stroll on in, press a button, go, no go to camera, China. No camera in the elevator, so there's guards <laughs> at the door when they get down. Like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I can shit on that for another 10 minutes, but I yeah. won't. Okay. So my second uh, minus is the reduced role of monarch as a whole yeah monarch is a hundred percent well i mean isn't rebecca hall technically working under monarch right but like when i mean reduced role i mean reduced role in like the world's dealings of godzilla okay yeah like they should have a seat at the table especially after like king of monsters where we started to see a more expanded role where now like monarch is actually talking with like security councils and being like guys like we need to relax you like we need to trust godzilla like godzilla will is our protector we need to you know have faith in him and instead so because they're constantly going like the best thing to do is kill them all just wipe them all out and we don't have to worry about it which i understand i fully understand that i mean no matter how many people Godzilla ultimately saves, you can't tell me that there's plenty of people that are killed before mass evacuations are done. Yeah. Right? Yes, the positives outweigh the negatives, but I mean, you're still going to have people saying, but if they were not here at all, then it would just be the normal 
things that kill people <laughs> like us. We kill each other, you know. <laughs> well, why don't we just leave it at that, right? So, but so to see them just now, like, yeah, sure, she was a doctor of monarch and, and he was a you know cartographer of monarch. These guys aren't the ones saying, like, no, we need like over or or even like like deputy director dark, dr mark russell at no point in time is he sitting with the military going okay you know like i, I know it seems weird but there's something going on we need to investigate apex because godzilla is investigating things like that so think that's what i mean by the smaller they, they, they never followed his side of the story really at all no you know no they cut out lance reddick his stuff mark russell stuff got reduced completely and um so yeah no for sure uh and like I said, Zing Z should 100% been in this. Oh, 100%. But All right. You got anything else sad? Because this is it. This is my last dislike. No. More more okay. work would have been nice, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, my last dislike is a big one because I spent a good chunk of the movie going like, I wonder if... And then when it was confirmed, I was like, oh, and then that was it. So my, my last dislike is the lack of backstory for Ren Sarazawa. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I made the joke early in the movie to Michelle. I went, I bet you that's uh, Ken Watanabe's son because he's the only other Asian guy in this movie. <laughs> and shortly after I made that joke, and I know it's, an offensive joke i get it but i you know i was right <laughs> i was totally right they they name dropped sarazawa and i went oh yeah they, they, i was yeah. like wow and i immediately was like like why didn't we get a backstory that showed where the two dive like just diverged because that would have been really interesting to see you know this guy who grew up revering godzilla Mm -hmm. you know like literally saying godzilla is the earth's protector like we need to respect him and he'll respect us type of thing yeah and his son is now part of the company that is going to destroy godzilla and it might even be like he thought he was you know doing what his father would do just in his own way instead of making him out to be basically just a douchebag entitled son yep. who I, I guess wants to kill Godzilla because Godzilla took his father's love from him. You know what I mean? Like, and that's me speculating because we have no story other than it's his son and he's working for apex and he's the telepathic controller, Mecha Godzilla, which was really cool concept. I loved that concept, Yeah, but I, I would have actually liked to have seen maybe less of that side plot with Madison and company if we if that meant we got like even like a back like a flashback or something just to kind of see what happens something i found it very strange that he was in there um when when they when he was introduced and i heard Sterzawa, i was like oh that can't be coincidence it's got to be his son right i looked it up and i was like this makes no sense like exactly it makes no sense like if they wanted his son they could have easily introduced his son in King of the Monsters. He could have been working with Charles Dance and, and, and working with uh, Emma Russell, right? Yeah. 
and and it, it could have showed that side and he could have talked about his father and his father could have been like yeah that was my son we don't have much of a relationship because of this and that like exactly things if little things were planted in king of monsters it would make total sense for him to be here and if that was the case then i wouldn't have this wouldn't have been a complaint yeah because i would have been like oh he made it to the movie like even if they mention it offhandedly like you don't even have to show Ren Serizawa, you just have to mention in King of Monsters, like Charles Dance could just say offhandedly, we even have, you know, Serizawa's son working with us. Yeah. And that's it. You just say that. Exactly. But then when you watch Godzilla versus Kong, you're like, oh, they mentioned him. Because, <laughs> you know? yeah. like, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool, but then it was immediately me going, like, I want more of this. I want more of that instead I of making him into a stereotypical lackey. I thought it would have been cool if if it was, yeah, exactly, if it was explained more. Like, him just being there, standing behind the guy with money, and then fucking hooking his brain up to Mechagodzilla, and then eventually dying because of that. Like, none of it was like, that could have been anybody doing it. He didn't need to have the name Sarazawa. Exactly, exactly. So, like, they, you know, if they would have given him any other name, it wouldn't have been no big deal. I would have made like a, a careless or a, a callous racist uh, joke. And then I would have been like, okay, all right, check. Instead, I made a callous racist joke that was true <laughs> because, yeah. you know. And, and, and speaking on that for a second too, like, and her negatives, it annoyed me that Charles Dance didn't return in this. That was really weird. Was it was really weird. Monsters. He's the one that got Ghidorah's head. And that he's not even mentioned in this. Yeah, like they don't even say like I bought this off him. <laughs> yeah, I paid really good money to get this from him. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. Yeah. And you're right. Like, I yeah, uh, that was another one where I remember being like, wow, what? No mention? Nothing. Nothing. Not even like a picture on the wall that said, hey, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have this. I feel like quite a bit of years passed though between this and King of the Monsters, even though <laughs> Miley Bobby Brown only looks a couple years older. But I don't think it's as many years uh, though. I think it's only just a handful. I think it might be just a natural passage of like two, maybe three years. What's so? Because it's only what two years between, right? Yeah, I think it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's only. So two I'm gonna go ahead and just say like it's probably just two years in between. But it it was the. Um, the opening credits that really made me question what the length of time between movies was because Godzilla literally killed every other monster ever besides Kong. <laughs> like when they're doing like the, the tournament yeah. opening. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But I mean, like, would it really take longer than two years to wipe out the rest of them? I mean, some of them looked impressive, but I mean, some of them are going to be like Chris sized. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to be like this massive drag down fight. Like he might just grab the, the Chris Mudo, rip him in half. And that's it. Like that's, that's all that, that's all there is. Right. But then like a, like a Kenneth Mudo, mm -hmm. you know, that's a knockdown drag out fight. Like that's yeah. like, stay down motherfucker. Yeah. Do you want the kiss of death? Although I hate that they call it that now. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that they call it the kiss of death. Um, so but yeah, so that's yeah. pretty much that's as it for my as, dislikes. As far as negatives, yeah, I got nothing else. Like the yeah. only one, like after I talked to you earlier and you asked me about negatives, I was like, no, I love everything. 
I thought about. I know. I was like, no, really, the only thing that really bugged me was the Sarazawa, because I it didn't need to be his son. It could have been exactly. Zing-Z. It could have been Zing Z's character even. It could have been like okay. I was down with uh, Godzilla when I was hanging with Sarazawa, but Godzilla's crazy motherfucker. He's killing everyone. He's destroying cities. Yeah, I'm gonna hook up with these guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, or, like anybody, anybody. It could have been any any other character, but they purposely made a point of making it Sarazawa, and yeah. because they did that, that's when I went, uh, okay, all right. Yeah. Hell, it would have made more sense for it to be a Vivian Graham's like kid. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, he got stomped on for no reason at all. <laughs> right. Like you could have that misguided, like, oh, it's because of Godzilla. Yeah. Because of Godzilla that my mom is dead. Right. That's a pretty cool rap song. Because of Godzilla that my mom is dead. <laughs> That's I all I got. I don't have any really, other rap. I really want another verse now, though. I, mean, I know. I want to have at least one other line. That's yeah, but uh, maybe next campcast. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good for opening. Okay. So, uh, my first, this isn't, this is going to like no real order, but anyway, yeah. free flowing totally it. overall. This is like, uh, I almost put this at the top of my legendary monster verse. It was, it's really, really, really close, really close. Yeah. And I feel like if I watched it one more time before we had this camcast, because yeah. I debated on doing that, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to. It might edge out Godzilla, but as of right now, it's still Godzilla. It's like Godzilla versus Kong is right there. Mm-hmm. And right underneath that is Skull Island. Yeah. And then a little bit below is King of Monsters. Yeah. Because like, I'm going to rewatch those three movies, period. King of the Monsters, I will rewatch, but it won't be as much. It won't be as frequent. Yeah. Like those three movies are going to be like those go to background movies. Oh, you want, you need to do something and you want noise in the background. Oh, you know what? I haven't watched Skull Island in a while. Or, you know what? I'm going to rewatch Godzilla versus Kong. It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's so good. I- I yeah, you know what? I think this is probably my first now in the series. Yeah, like, and I have a feeling I might change it, but it's tough. It's tough to say. It's it's for so many reasons too. Like, this is pure adventure. Like, it is so fun, so fun. Oh, man, I love this take. Like, I I I'm a I'm a King Kong guy, but I had some skull island at first. I've talked about that. I loved Kong in this. I absolutely loved him. I love that. Yeah, oh, he had, he had so like, good. He was pure heart, and he had he had honor, and like I, oh, yeah. I loved loved. This I loved. And, and you remember how one of my major my major problems with Skull Island was there was no just like moments of Kong on the island just like taking it in. We got that here. We yep. got that here, and oh man, it made me yeah, it made me happy, and like. The way they did Godzilla, like he is just I'm, straight up, he is a natural disaster. He is just a relentless, like yes. nonstop. It, he was scary. He is scary in this movie. I I was like, oh my, like you know, it was starting to get to that point where, because like I've said in in plenty of camcasts, where 
you can't have Superman go full evil. Okay, yeah. so that's why I don't. I never wanted to see Justice League Two. Snyder's vision for Justice League Two, even though obviously it would be rewritten, but you can't have an evil Superman. And I feel like Godzilla was getting into that territory. And I know you're like, well, he's a, an animal, and he's just being an animal. And now he's like the king of monsters, so he's the alpha, the apex predator. So he's going to be a little bit more ruthless and stuff like that. And of course, you have to give Kong a good enough reason to fight Godzilla, right? Yeah. But they were coming really close. Like, I'm glad they never had Godzilla just randomly kill people for no reason. I do like how it was tied to Apex and then, of course, to where, like, because they kept trying to find the spots for Hollow Earth and he was tracking them as well. So yeah. he's trying to stop them from getting to Hollow Earth as well because he doesn't want them finding that power source because that will fuck everything up, you know. So they did a. It was like uh, it reminded me a lot of Civil War, where in the movie Civil War, so you had Cap and, and Iron Man, and both guys had opposing views, but they did it in such a way where you never really hated Tony Stark or Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, they, neither one was really the out-and-out bad guy. Right. That's the kind of feeling I got, except that you could say that Godzilla was <laughs> the bad guy for the most part. They really played it up like that, but I definitely got those vibes where I could see, like Kong's perspective, I got that. Godzilla's perspective, I got that. And it made sense as to why they fought. And then, of course, it made sense as to why they teamed up. Yeah. None of it was just like, yeah, they fight because they always fight. And yeah, they team up because they always team up. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah. There was no way it wasn't. But it was really cool how they did it. And it made a lot of sense. And it made a lot of sense. And, like, it's it's so, like, re- respectful to each, like, fandom. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Team Kong. And I went into this phone like, Kong's probably going to lose. I am still super happy with the outcome. You know? Like, and I was going into it thinking Kong was going to win. And Godzilla was going to be killed. That was my thought process because I said that. That's right. You did think that because you thought, well, let Jerry could continue on with their own monster and and because Godzilla right. would go back to Japan. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and the other thing I really liked was Godzilla took a bit of a back seat. So we got to see more of Kong. And I remember saying this to you where this was more of a Kong 2 than a Godzilla yeah. 3. Yeah. And I'm really glad they did that because it w- it made sense to give kong more of more than what we saw in skull island cuz while that was really good and that established the base mm-hmm. this expanded upon it so even having him learn sign language so he could speak with uh, yeah. gia which I, I thought that was awesome oh yeah you know like when you found out that he oh, could yeah. speak with her the entire time and then of course dr uh, rebecca hall that's not her name Dr. Yeah. Irene was like, you can speak with him? And she's just like, yeah, he didn't want you to know because he doesn't trust you. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. And was he wrong? Because <laughs> you doped him up and put him on an ocean liner. <laughs> you were trying to and what, use and what's her. In the ocean? Oh, the one thing that wants to kill him. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like, so things like that, they really... They really did make Kong 
way cooler than he was in Skull Island. And he was awesome in Skull Island. Like, he was super cool. And you're right. Like, those moments of reflection, I mean, that entire sequence was when he's exploring Hollow Earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Just being home. Like, all he wanted was a home and and to find family. That's, like, all he wants in this movie. And And that's part, like, you're really doctor. You feel Yeah, because when Irene's just like, uh, tell him the family will be there. Yeah. You know, and you're basically, like I said, I'm going, like, you're making this little girl unwittingly lie to him. Like, you know? But at least you you might have family down there or something. Yeah, she does, like, she doesn't say you will. The fact that he's just like, woof, gone. Like, yeah. I like that poor guy was having a really bad day in this movie. (laughs) No kidding. Like, one day he's, you know, on Skull Island. Scratching his ass, walking around. You know, and then then we fast forward, and of course Skull Island is is under containment by Monarch. That was neat. At first I was like, holy shit. That was neat. They, they built a cage around, but really it was to protect him from Godzilla. Yeah, which I thought, like, that was nice, but it was like, okay. So he, he went from living a sheltered existence on an island yep. where he was free to now leading a sheltered existence in a prison on an island. Yeah. but that's the story i want to see how the hell did you build this thing around kong (laughs) yeah exactly and like how could you get it so that like the entire island is encased by this like is it just the ground above the water or like what if you went for a swim you know so there are stuff that i'd like to see expanded upon yeah and if we get a kong three or kong two depending on what terminology they want to use i hope they touch upon that because, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be involved. It could just be, like, like somebody saying, like, well, why can't we, you know, lock them up in hollowed earth? And then they go, okay, it took us all of this just to do the island. What makes you think we can get into the core of the earth to do this? Yeah. You know, something along those lines would be kind of neat. But uh, from start to finish, Kong's story was awesome. Oh, it awesome. is such a good arc. Like that like, just and oh oh man. I had no problem watching this three times in four days. No problem at all. I you know what? It's funny like, we're talking paid, about it, but I probably will rewatch it shortly. I paid, well, I rented it, right? So I'm like, I paid 25 bucks to rent this. I'm getting every dollar dollar's worth out of this possible. Like hell yeah, you are. Holy <clears> man, <throat> it is so fucking good. Like his arc, though, his arc is just beautiful in this. Like it is absolutely from, from beautiful. Outsider, just alone to having a kingdom, and like, and, and the fact that they ended it where there's a king on Earth and a king inside the Earth. Mwah. Yeah, beautiful. like I was saying, there's like, and I looked at it like, well, this is a, co- a joint effort between a Japanese character mm-hmm. and an American character. So it made sense that they kill off Godzilla. Yeah. And then Kong is the established American, you know, hero of the legendary verse. And if that's how they ended it, I would have been fine with it. I'd be like, okay, that's really great. But the fact that they both lived and you've got both kings, Mm -hmm. Hollow Earth King and the rest of the Earth King is awesome. Because now you have 
two different ways you can three different ways you can do this. You can do Godzilla movies on the mainland. You can do Kong movies in the uh, Hollowed Earth. Yeah. You could do Hollowed Earth Kong movies where he's up top as well, and Godzilla's below. Like there's, you could have them team up. Oh. You could never have them see each other ever again. There's so many ways to go. Like so many, they could do another Godzilla movie on the top, and then do a Kong movie in Hollow Earth, and then they could go full on like you know looking at Godzilla's mythology where aliens do come to Earth. They could bring aliens to Earth, and Kong could come out of Hollow Earth to fight alongside Godzilla again. Exactly. Like, With his trusty energy axe, like yeah. fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Fucking rights. You know? Um, and the other part that I thought was very impressive, which surprised me, was that they never really had Kong ever kind of like get one over on Godzilla. The first battle was in the water, and he was doped up. So he yeah, was that, literally that, just yeah. trying to survive. He was yeah. doing what he can to get yeah. him off me, like get off me so I can breathe air. And then right off. <laughs> yeah. But then in the actual battle, which I don't want to touch on too much, they I, made I, it really even handed. But at the same time, it was a clear cut win for Godzilla. He's a dirty fighter, though. <laughs> you have. It's not like Kong isn't a dirty fighter either. I mean, no, no he, but I mean, like, I am surprised he wasn't throwing giant piles of shit at Godzilla. <laughs> I like during the final the final round. Like I I look at it I look at it as three rounds because that fight in Hong Kong is very much split into two rounds. I think. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, because so, uh, Godzilla was starting to get his ass handed to him by God uh, Kong at first. Yeah, yes. and like I when think- you saw some of the scenes were like Kong's jumping off the buildings or climbing up the buildings to jump on him. I was like, Holy. And that's Kong. exactly what I envisioned in my mind when they, when this was first announced, I was like, Kong is agile. He's going to be fucking flying and Godzilla won't be able to keep up. He's going to have yeah. to shoot him because. So gonna- yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was more of a Kong Godzilla. And then ultimately. Godzilla, and then ultimately, and Godzilla, then ultimately Kong. Godzilla just takes the fucking gloves off. He's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> 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 like, I mean, like, uh, oh, that that bitch can move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like so, and what I liked about it was that they they made it look like this was a fight that Godzilla didn't want to have. Yeah, and Kong didn't want to have, but they felt that they had to, and then they did. And mm-hmm. like, you know, actually, I might as well just keep it going because. Yeah, let's just, let's hop. Because, like, even just the way it was shot, so you got shots over Godzilla's shoulder, so you got to see from his perspective the shit he was doing to Kong, Mm -hmm. and then when they reversed it, and you got to see it from Kong's perspective, I was like, this director, like, for that kind of an eye to say, no, 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 this is where I want the camera, this is where I want people to see stuff, I was like, that is so awesome. And even like, and we've seen big CGI spectacle fight scenes since like Blade 2, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they keep getting better and better and better. This was on a whole nother level. This is probably the best CG, and not only that, best fight choreography with CG characters that I've ever seen. I Yeah, this is like, it, and it's... It, it's three crazy. giant things. That's it. But but it's not even just that. It's also the way uh, Hong Kong was shot. Mm-hmm. 
that neon, brightly lit middle of the city was just gorgeous. And what an absolutely awesome backdrop for these two things to fight at it. And then you've got, you can really see the CGI scene. Like they did nothing to try and hide it with storms or snow or rain or anything. This was full on. They might as well have been in the daytime, you know? Yeah. But oh, then yeah. their first fight was in the daytime. It was well, in the, the middle of the day. Like in the middle of the day, in the middle of the ocean. You know, and it's just like they, tr- the amount of money they put into the, or the amount of that was on their CGI budget was well spent. Absolutely yeah. well spent. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. So, and like, well, even like, I'm not, I don't want to touch on too much yet, but Mecha Godzilla, like his CG too. I'm so happy that the director was like, no, I wanted, I wanted like that, that steampunk Pacific Pacific rim looking movements. He goes, I watched transformers and I couldn't keep up with it. There's too many moving parts. I I loved that too. The way he looked was awesome. I liked that. He looked like just enough like Godzilla, but it wasn't literally like Godzilla, but like with bolts, you know? Yeah, but I also like that when they start hacking them up, you know, oil is shooting out like blood. I thought that was an excellent touch. Mm-hmm. That was just one of those like, oh, I can't believe they did that. That's so cool, yeah. you know, to make it seem like more lifelike. You know, that that pumped me up though, man. Like <sighs> when I saw when I saw God or Kong finally fall to Godzilla. And that was awesome. Like when Godzilla's standing on him and screaming in his face, and Kong is still yelling back in his face. Yeah. And then, and then he's just like, kind of like Godzilla kind of backed off and went. There was like, I think there was a little bit of respect there. That was the impression that I got. I got kind of like, you know what? Okay. All right. You're down. I'm just going to leave you because I never wanted to do this in the first place. So he backed off. And it just so happened that the damage was so bad that Kong was going to die anyway. Yeah. Right. So it was just so I never got the impression that Godzilla wanted to kill him because otherwise he would have just done it right there. Oh, yeah. You know, could have. he could have just shot his fucking breath right in his face and yeah. it would have been over. But rip his head off and drink the blood, you know. Yeah. But then so Godzilla walks off to fight Godzilla, gets his ass handed to him. Yeah. Like no chance. No chance of beating that thing by himself. It's so like, yeah, Kong saved his ass. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But that's also a really cool thing, too, because, like, again, now you because you, you've already established a mutual respect. So at a later date, if Kong shows up, there's no reason for them to start fighting. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, something's up. What do you need? <laughs> or whatever language that they be able to speak with. But, you know. And I loved uh, Kong's little uh, homage to Martin Riggs with the shoulder. Boom. <laughs> yep. I know. I saw that, too. I was like, oh. Oh, be the weapon, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, I was seriously like, I'm, I'm giddy talking about this, but all three times I watched that, I had the biggest smile. I was a kid, man. I was a kid watching these movies. You know when Kevin Smithson was talking about crying like a bitch while watching everything he watches? I was like... I stopped listening. I, I, was that mode. I literally stopped doing it. Because like I said before, like I say this all the time, like, I'm a crier, but if you outcry me, there's something wrong. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I'm proud, like I'm a proud man and I'm a proud crier. Like I'll be crying, like I'll I'll cry if my baby's born. I'll cry if my baby takes steps. I'll cry if my baby walks. I'll cry all these things, everything. 
the first time my kid flips me off, I will shed a tear. I'll be like, this is just so beautiful. Go to your room. You're grounded. Oh, my God. You know? But Kevin Smith needs to stop crying. <laughs> every, he needs to stop every crying. Every time he watches something now, it's just a close-up picture of his face with tears in his eyes. And like, yeah. Like, even like, I watched the most recent sure. episode of The Flash and I wept. And it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I watched Here, the same episode. A picture of my face after watching the trailer for Suicide Squad. He's all teary eyed. I was like, dude. The only thing else, he must, he must be leaning into it for jokes because I watched the trailer for Suicide Squad, or sorry, The Suicide Squad. The Suicide. I thought it looked great. I thought yeah. it looked uh, really good. It's definitely a, a James Gunn movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's oh, yeah. definitely a James Gunn, and it's definitely a reboot. I know they're going to say it's a reboot. Well, it's a reboot because they're not going to mention, I don't think they're going to mention the previous Suicide Squad. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Harley so might <laughs> say something about Joker, and that would be about as far as it goes. That'll be about as far as it goes. Yeah. So, uh, um, if they're smart, they'll they'll have her refer to Joker as Albert, <laughs> just to have some mindfuck synergy. Because comic book fans aren't hateful enough, so why not <laughs> <laughs> have them reference their favorite Joker movie of all time, and then say, "Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he died. He died, and that movie sucked." <laughs> uh. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I didn't think the movie sucked, but then again, I haven't rewatched it, and I don't know if I will. I have zero interest to ever rewatch it. It, it was, it was a, it was an okay, mediocre movie with a great performance, and that's the way I'll always look at it. Um, I'm gonna bump it up with a great performance and a really good character study mm -hmm. of uh, mental issues. Yeah. But nowhere near as big a hype as it should have been. Like, if it wasn't the Joker, yeah. <laughs> this movie would not have made a billion dollars. Oh, God, no. They wouldn't be talking about a sequel for this movie. <laughs> they wouldn't be trying to tell you, well, you know, it's, it's, it's in some continuity. We'll figure it out afterwards. They wouldn't play any of that shit. <laughs> but anyway. Um, um, so... <sighs> Man. Uh, kind of hopped all over there. Uh, Skull Island, I thought it was really interesting how the um, the tribe, the tribal people there are gone from the hurricane. The storm finally hit the island, killed everyone except the little girl. Yeah, like that was horrible. That was absolutely horrible. That was because like right away I was like, where's all these people? Like they're living in exactly. The and then she just kind of drops it like subtly that they all died. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Ooh, brutal. Um. That yeah, that was a really cool. What I also liked was that uh, it was refreshing. Like I, I mentioned, how uh, <clears throat> Aza Gonzalez didn't play a stereotypical Spanish woman, yeah. but I also got a kick out of the fact that uh, uh, Scarsgard's Doctor Nathan Lind wasn't this like super alpha hero guy. He was actually a pussy. Yeah, straight <laughs> like, up. He was just unapologetically like afraid he didn't want to get his hands dirty he didn't even really want to go on any of these uh missions or anything like that he just he had to yeah. you know and uh and he does be like he does a heroic act to save kong which was awesome yeah and it did help like you know like it boosted his standing 
but at the same time, it was still, you never thought like, oh, suddenly he's going to be like, you know, uh, Nathan Drake and Uncharted, like swinging off of vines and climbing walls and just being a super alpha action man. Yep. No, he's probably still going to be shit scared. He just will do what he has to do when he has to. Yeah. Which I thought, like, again, uh, it's refreshing. I, I, I really like that. I mean, there was no reason for him to be the super alpha male because, I mean, we already have that with Kong and Godzilla. We don't need some human alpha male. Yeah, and, and not only that, like, it's, it's again, one of those things where, like, uh, like in Batman and Robin, where you cast Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Victor Freeze, who is, you know, this genius doctor who's working on this, you know, super ultra rare, like, uh, trying to, what is, what the hell was it? The, the disease he was trying to cure. So he's this genius level doctor, but also an Olympic level bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the amount of time and effort just devoted to one of those things is immense. Yeah. But he did both. And I'm not saying that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a dumb guy or he couldn't be a smart guy. And he couldn't be a genius, but he wouldn't be able to devote as much time and effort into curing that as he would bodybuilding. So, again, having this doctor who's a map guy <laughs> he's a cartographer you know he's a geologist yeah you know he's not fucking doing curls in his backyard because he's got nothing better to do he's learning about geology he's trying to find hollowed earth he's trying to like um make sense of his brother's death yeah you know his so yeah death, his brother's death sounded brutal though oh the way he explained like Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. But um, like I that was crazy falling in a hollow earth and the way that like the gravity got inverted and like oh. what about Kong? Oh, he'll be fine. Us on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, we'll will totally be well but like what do you say it's like bungee jumping uh using your intestines or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like something along those lines. Um, but even like Dr. Irene, like you start off really liking her. But then when, she, you know, the treatment of Kong, you start to go, oh, Jesus Christ, like, like, you're probably going to die because <laughs> you're starting to be a little, you're being a bit of a twat here. Not a twat, but she's being a sneaky bitch. And I really didn't like how she was, like, trying to get Gia to lie to Kong, mm -hmm. you know, because it just affirms, like, Kong's like, I don't trust her. And then the first thing she does when she realizes that she can communicate with Kong is get Gia to lie to him or try to tell him hey let's say whatever you can to get him to do the thing we want that he doesn't really want to do because he doesn't trust us and then once she figures out oh this might be home for him then she's like ah tell him he'll have his family there and the kid is like will he though and then she has she actually has to say mate well he might he mate. might yeah you know and you're like no we don't i liked her i know I, I liked uh dr irene's character i thought she was uh you know like her idea was to get Kong to a new home because Skull Island was doomed. Like the storm was destroying it, right? I Yeah. I mean, ultimately she, she ends she up redeeming them. herself, she but there them. was that period where she's yeah. getting a little shady here. I, I never saw that, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I'll rewatch it and maybe I might change my mind. Um, you know, she was getting the ships, the, the follow-up path that she didn't think Godzilla would touch. 
That's true. That's uh, very true. They were trying to avoid. Yep. The Plus, whole the whole thing about getting yeah the whole thing about getting Kong in there and telling him that his family might be in there was because he would die otherwise. Like it was too cold. It was the only way for him to but live. They never had, but they didn't have to bring him there in the first place. So the whole purpose of going there was just to find out Hollow Earth. It ended up being okay. Yes, now it'll be his home, but yeah. it started off with a BS line to get him there, and then it was like, well, I mean, we. It's his home now. Yeah, but they also dropped the line that they planned on bringing him back to Skull Island, but they lost their fleet to Godzilla. There was okay. No I missed that. I missed that part. Okay. There was no right. way you can get him off here now. Fine. She's amazing. She's awesome. No, yeah. I, I no, I caught that part. I remember that part because I, even I was like, well, how are they going to get him out? There's no yeah. way now. Yeah. But again, had they never taken him off the island, mm-hmm. they might never have had to do that true so because i believe kong would have outlived anything that island threw at him oh god yeah well then what's the fucking problem again unless godzilla pulled up she's being a little shady and i stand by that she gets better there is that momentary blip of her being shady Mm -hmm. but she does get better okay okay agree to disagree i will agree that you are incorrect yes (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, what else we got there um i just keep going back to the fight scenes um the cinematography like the way it was shot the special effects the fact that like it literally you know it's funny because it felt like like if you break it down there is quite a bit going on in this movie Mm mm-hmm I would say probably as much as King of Monsters, and yet it doesn't feel bogged down by any of it. The pacing is insane in this movie. It's so good, though. Like, it's fast, but not so fast that you don't know what the hell's going on. Like, Like, you can actually stop and smell the roses. When they said this was going to be the shortest Monsterverse movie, I was like, oh. Like, instantly, (laughs) I felt like, why? But now... Now that I look at it, King of the Monsters was the longest, and you felt it at times. Yes, you totally did. Facing in this is so, like, nonstop from beginning to end. And the more I talk about it, the more I might actually have to say this will be my favorite, because there's a nice 20-minute chunk in Godzilla that I'm like, oh, my God. I got to watch the train sequence again. I forgot about how much I hated the train sequence and how pointless the train sequence was, but I guess I'll sit through the train sequence. Whereas in this movie, I don't have that. You know, I don't have a seat. Like, like I said, even with that Millie Bobby Brown side plot, side plot, I'm not like, Oh, I got to sit through that. And especially because with that like train sequence, that's it. You just watch the train sequence. Yeah. Whereas the Billy Bobby Brown, it's like a couple of minutes here, then it's back to Kong or God, uh, Godzilla or whatever, and then it's back to that. It's just there enough. Like the longest that they ever spent with that side plot was at the beginning to establish it. Yes. That yeah. was it. Then after that, it was like a couple minutes here, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes here. Most of this movie is literally Godzilla fighting Kong, <laughs> and then Godzilla fighting Kong, and then Kong and Godzilla fighting Mechagodzilla. Yeah. And even that was like a two-part fight too, because it had to look like Kong was 
or Kong and Godzilla was going to lose to to Mecha. And then he just fucking gets ripped apart. Oh. That, oh man. When when Mecha Godzilla is about to like decapitate Godzilla the way Godzilla did to the Budos. Yep. You see and and they got the camera like this with Mecha Godzilla like that and then you just see Kong in the air coming oh. down. I was just like it is on. It is on. Oh, it was so and awesome. Then, was and then you so get that awesome. Deadly Could you shot. say it? Could you say that it was on like King Kong? Kong? Oh, I can say it, man. I can okay. say it. When you got when you got Kong on one side of Mecha Godzilla and Godzilla holding the other side and they're smashing his face into birth. <laughs> <laughs> like even just some of the things that they did with that, like just that alone, just smashing his face, and you're just yeah. like, really? Wow, okay, fuck it. All right. And then, and then like Godzilla is like hurt, like he's hardly moving. And Kong's he's like hitting it, he's hanging hidden hidden fucking make Godzilla with the axe, and it's like just knocking him, but nothing's happening. So Godzilla charges the axe. <laughs> that was so fucking cool. And then legs uh. off, arms off, down decapitation yeah. roar with the head in his hand rips out you've got a bit of this blood like oil coming out of his blood yeah. Yeah. you know i'm glad he didn't drink it because that would have been probably really bad on his stomach but probably yeah fuck man it was so cool and i mean like the entire sequence in the hollowed earth is like the slowest sequence but it's so beautiful it is gorgeous it is so beautiful and i loved how they made it look almost like stuff you could see on earth but just different enough so you knew you're in a different place yeah. but the build-up like because you hear about hollowed earth the entire movie and then when you finally see it and the dual gravities yeah when he realizes oh hold on and he just pushes off and then switches over i was like jesus christ and then you get to now this looks weird now this looks alien you know, uh, you see like the, the, the rock with like the big Kong looking hand and he opens those doors so he matches his hand with like his ancestor's hand. He opens- exactly. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. And it's touching like he's matching it with his ancestor's hand. Then he opens it up and uh, and just like grabs the axe because that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then he sits down on a giant throne. Oh, I was like, this was is so like- cool. And I, I'm going to throw in one of my pauses right here, right now. Tom Holkenborg, Junkie XL, his score in this movie, that 80s synth sounding, like I, it felt like legend and labyrinth and those type of movies. And I really felt it during the Hollow Earth stuff with Kong. When he arrives at his kingdom and you get that epic Synth-induced, oh, like score. I said the same thing to Michelle. I was like, I'm loving this 80s synth pop soundtrack. She's yeah. like, me too. I was like, whoa. Did she, did she like this movie? She did. She liked yeah. this movie. Good. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so far, she's liked, I think she's liked all of them to varying degrees. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Skull Island she liked the most. But I'll have to ask her. Okay. But either way, like, yeah, I yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention the score, but the score is incredible. The absolute, like, just incredible. Pure '80s heaven during those scenes, but it's like it's only during certain scenes. It's like a lot of the yeah. stuff is that synth stuff, and then you got like that epic Japanese infused score for Godzilla. Well, and it has to be. Yeah, it absolutely has to be. Like you have to differentiate the two beyond just 
you know, good or evil or whatever. The other thing that I, I really noticed and I thought was really awesome was that they used different color palettes. Yeah. So Kong was mostly like orange and red. Yeah. Godzilla was mostly blue, that blue, like his atomic breath style and green. Yeah. So then when they're fighting in Hong Kong and it's like neon brightly lit, you're still getting these clash of colors. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, is this the first thing that uh, Wing Wingard or Weingard is Wing has ever directed? No, I've been a fan of this guy for a decade. What else has he done? He's done mostly small horror movies. He did. Oh, you're next. The Guest, and The Guest is a very 80s-style film. So I can see I can see a lot of that in here. He did uh, okay. um, the latest Blair Witch movie. He did the, the live-action Death Note on Netflix. Oh, I watched that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only reason why I'm like, eh, is because I also literally just watched the entire Death Note series. Yeah, I mean, it's very watered-down and very um, American. But yeah, well, and that's just saying, like, and I mean, like, I understand that you, I mean, you got to change something so that people that watch, because like, it's like watching Sin City. You read Sin City, then you watch Sin City, and you're like, oh, this is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, and it's cool. It's really cool to see that style done. But then you watch, uh, you read 300, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, Okay, so they added more to 300. Okay, they changed a bit here. So it made it a little bit different, yeah. a little bit cooler. Yeah, no, and uh, it's hilarious. Um, so he was having an interview at the Horror Hound Film Festival right before The Next Room was shown. Mm -hmm. And James and I were watching it, and I was just like, I love this dude. Like, I've been watching this guy's interviews. He's, he's our age. He's literally our age. He grew up the same time we did. Oh, nice. So, so my brother was like, oh, this guy's making Godzilla versus Kong. That's great. He's like, maybe one day you can write a movie. And I was like, yeah, maybe one day I can write Thundercats. So you can direct it. <laughs> a week later, a week later, <clears throat> he's directing a Thundercats movie. Which I got to say, like, I mean, if it actually gets off the ground, which I yeah. really hope it does. If it actually does get off the ground, I have no... Uh, or I have nothing but confidence that he will make a very good looking movie, but also a movie that has heart to it. Cause that's a, that's one thing. That's one of the things that is missing in Godzilla, uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. There's not a lot of heart in this movie. Yeah. So like in Godzilla, there was heart in that movie. Kong Skull Island heart in that movie. They dial it down a bit because they want it to be a monster spectacle because that's what the fans wanted. And mm -hmm. then we get to this and now we've got more heart back. Like this movie is more heart than almost all the other movies combined. I, I would say it easily is. I mean, it's ridiculous how much heart is in this movie. Yeah. Like, and okay. And just so we're clear, like, yes, I was shitting on Dr. Irene Andrews for a bit there, but like, I'm not trying to make it sound like I thought she was an evil person or whatever. I think I, it was more or less, she ultimately wanted to do the right thing. She just wasn't sure how to go about doing it and thought maybe this might be the best route. Most of these characters in this movie are doing what they think is right. Whether or not that is the case, that's their thought process. But like even, um, 
I actually refer to this guy as uh, the Mexican Dermot Mulrooney. So even Damien Bashir, Walter Simmons' character, he does really think he's doing the right thing. Like he thinks it's in the best interest to rid the world of all the Titans. And you can see, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But once Mechagodzilla is up and running and they have this thing controlled, that's where you see the switch. Yeah. And now you can go, okay, it's not just that. It's also power and money, yeah. you know? Um, but even like his daughter, his daughter was much like him. So she was in the same boat. She's let's, we're going to do whatever we can to do what we said we were going to do. And that's it. And I'll give a fuck about everyone else. Right. Like, uh, even trying to get like the energy sample so that they could upload it into Mechagodzilla. It was like, Oh, you bitch, <laughs> you bitch. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> but she was the only character that the second she was introduced, I immediately went, she's going to die. She is not going to live. No. You know? Um, talk about Gia for a second. That young yep. actress is incredible. Wow. She's hands down the best actress in this entire film. Best actor. 100%. Actor. Like, 100%. I fully agree. Fully agree. I mean, she Her. goes through just like being a kid. Yeah. Being a deaf kid, but also being friends with a giant ape. Mm -hmm. And you feel for every step of the way. She wants Kong to be happy. So she tries to make him happy. And you're like, oh, that is the sweetest thing ever. She doesn't want Kong to get hurt. So she keeps that secret that Kong can actually speak with her. Yeah. You know? Out of respect for Kong, she keeps that secret. And you can feel for her when Kong's dying. She, oh god. Like when she, it's turns heartbreaking. On, when she turns on the waterworks in this movie, like you want to cry too. When she it, says his heart's slowing, you're like, Yeah, what? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, just like her, the, the scenes of her happiness are are, are just so heartwarming. And then the it scene, lights up the scene. The scenes of her fear, like when she puts her hand to the side of the boat and she feels Godzilla coming. Like holy shit man this this kid can act like yeah and then when she's crying when she's like his heart is slowing down and everything and then when he comes yeah. back to life and she's saying godzilla not enemy and then and then yeah. he listens to her after going like i kind of disagree he's ruined he was my like, day he's really ruined uh, my day i don't know if you've seen this but <laughs> he almost fucking killed me and she's he like tried to drown trust me, me. He destroyed my home. He just killed me a moment ago. Yeah, yeah. He uh, and she's like, "Trust me." And then he does. Yeah. But even that thing, like when they do the finger, like she touches his finger. I was like, "God damn it! Like, this that is so is, good." It's like visually, that shot is just gorgeous. Gorgeous. It's I, so good. It's so good. And it's, I wish I would have wrote down the cinematographer's name because that person is just. I know. Me too. Star. Me too. Because it's like. Uh, uh, oh. That uh, the Kong, like the touching of the like the small hand to the big hand, that's like a staple of all the movies. Yeah. And they tried to do something similar in Skull Island, and it didn't work as well as I feel they would have liked, but that's fine. This yeah. was perfect. This mm -hmm. was absolutely perfect. And I like that. Uh, actually, I liked everything about her character. I liked everything about her relationship with Kong. Everything was just great. Like I said, like when you first see her and she's trying to cheer up Kong with the uh, with the little stuffed animal thing, makeshift Kong that she made herself. I was like, 
Jesus Christ, this is adorable. <laughs> like, this is absolutely adorable. This is like, this is something I could see like Haley doing. Or sorry, Hazel. She could do that. Yeah. Hazel would be that person that's like, oh, you're not feeling well? Look, look what I made you. <laughs> you know? And next thing you know, you're like, this is a sweet kid right here. This Hazel, I gotta tell you. Oh, I feel like a goof because I'm mixing together Huxley and Hazel. <laughs> Hasley. Yeah, has has exact whatever your kids, your kids. But yeah, so I, uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to say like it, you know this is the my favorite of the the fucking four movies. I got a special shout out here to um, I, I was watching the credits like a nerd. I watched it three times too, like the credits. Yep. I, I like paying attention to the end credits. Most people fast forward or stop the movie. I like to see the names that made that movie happen. But there's a someone named Barnaby Leg. Okay. And it, and it popped up on the screen and it said, in charge of MonsterVerse mythology development. Oh. So even wow. though Max Bornstein is writing these things, there is a dude literally developing the mythology of the universe. Hmm. Shout out wow. to that person. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Barnaby. Barnaby Leg. Barnaby Leg. This is for you. And thank you. You are a you are a delight. Absolute delight. I, I mean, I I mean I don't have much like I I could rant and rave about how much I love this movie all night long. Like now, I will say this uh, before I forget. I I mentioned it briefly. Just the concept of a telepathically controlled Mecha Godzilla was awesome. Yeah. I thought that was genius. Yeah. And but how they did it? How they did it was awesome. But I also like how, you know, uh, Gohidra? Gohidra? Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Why do I keep going back to Gohidra? But anyway, Ghidorah, it almost, like, I like how they played it like Ghidorah is fighting for control with him. Yeah. You know, and I thought, oh, because, like, you know, you're dealing with an alien, mm -hmm. so it's arrogant to think you could just, ah, it's dead, we'll just plug it in and I'll control it, you know? Yep. And then ultimately, when it takes, they end up inadvertently killing <laughs> Sarazawa, <laughs> you know, um, and then it took over, it was just like, oh, so fucking awesome. <laughs> also really cool how they used uh, skull crawlers to practice. <laughs> I also like how that's still the name. Skull crawlers. Oh, skull crawlers. <laughs> like, they didn't come up with any other name, even though nope. even he, he said, like, as soon as I say it out loud, I realize how stupid it sounds. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. Like, <laughs> I like that that's the word that they kept using. <laughs> now that I think about it, I want to know what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, I know he's he got his beer and a hot dog and a ball game, and he's back with his wife. I kind of want to see what the rest of his life turned out as. And how come none of his kids showed up in Monarch or anything like anything else? Any of the kids? Why didn't uh, uh, Ford and L. Brody's kid from the first Godzilla? Like he would have been older in in Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, he probably wants nothing to do with it though. <clears throat> Hard to say. But yeah, like it's you know, it's funny how some of the characters get to go through the the franchise and then others immediately are one and done. Forgotten about. 
And like we talked about that too, like before, how like Alexander Skarsgård's character in this could have easily been the son of Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson. Well, we didn't talk about that well, during during uh, Skull Island. I think we talked about it. how oh. how there was no one from Skull Island returning for this. Oh, movie. right, yeah, uh, you're right, you're right, yeah. He definitely could have or, been, or there. not even him. It could have been uh, Rebecca Hall's character too. You know, like yeah, there could have been more links. Like, but I mean, I, I gotta say, like, as far as franchises go, and like cinematic universes this is one of the better ones oh yeah you know and it's surprising to think like how many other false started universes happened and this one has essentially fingers crossed not the case but essentially has been seen to completion right if it keeps going awesome if it doesn't this is an awesome ending yeah exactly like it's open-ended so you could I mean, hell, somebody like three or four or ten years from now could pick up a Kong movie and go, yeah, we're going to pick it up after this. Yeah. This is going to take place after that. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be the same Kong just for today, you know? And it would be like, oh, awesome. I'm so glad that they did that. Or they can just reboot and do whatever because, you know, I mean, that's a property. These properties are constantly rebooted. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, uh, I mean... Having like seen the movie and the way it's ended, I am so glad that they actually didn't kill off any of the characters. Right? I didn't. I never thought Kong was going to get killed, but Godzilla definitely called it in King, uh, King of Monsters. Actually, called it. Yep. I said they were going to kill him because you know it's whatever. It's an American franchise, so have at it. Yep. I really, really hope that uh, either Toho. And Legendary renegotiate, and they can continue with the American version of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But if not, like, even if it's one of those where, like, because now we've got such a renewed interest in Godzilla that Toho goes, okay, you know what? Let's, we'll have him back for, for a bit, maybe like one or two movies. But go ahead, use, like, because they don't need their permission to use Kong. So in the meantime, why not continue with Kong until you get the rights back or, exactly. you know, or, and if you don't, then we don't ever have to mention it again. You could have actually have somebody say, we don't know where Godzilla is right now. We believe Godzilla is in hollow earth powering up. We don't know. Yeah. You could be anywhere. In the meantime, we've got Kong who, who can help us, you know? I, I, I like the idea. I don't know about so much a movie, but maybe a comic book or something. Like a lot of people mentioned, it'd be great to see a prequel showing the original war of the of like Kong's ancestors against Godzilla's. And I and I thought I was like, you know what, that'd be kind of neat because Kong has a kingdom in this that looks yep. very man-made. Yeah. Godzilla had a kingdom in in King of the Monsters that looked very man-made. You know, yeah. like full of statues and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it'd be it'd be it's weird that they went to the center of the earth for King of Monsters and didn't find Hollow Earth though. Is that weird? I just thought of that now. Yeah, they kind of got sucked in, eh? Like, I guess I maybe they were in Hollow Earth, but it was all underwater. Or maybe it wasn't Hollow Earth. Or maybe not. Maybe it was just a trench on the edge of Hollow Earth or something. Yeah, like maybe it was just where 
you know, that particular spot where he could level up, so to speak, heal up. But yeah, the real hollow earth was below that. And they just, he just didn't go there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, no, like, uh, some some of the stuff with prequels would make would be cool or like movies in between would be kind of neat uh, i i'm actually now more intrigued by the netflix uh skull island cartoon that's coming out me too especially yeah. after watching uh, the pacific rim cartoon they put together for legendary like oh yeah Is i've it watched that I've, watched, I've watched it three times you've watched that one but you haven't watched anything else that i've suggested to you it's i love pacific you know what you tell you can just tell me you know what chris i appreciate the suggestion but i'm never going to check out young justice i'm never going to check out voltron i'm never going to check out shira i'm never going to check out anything else that you suggest in the next two or three months if not longer and then i'll go okay i'll stop bringing it up okay 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 young justice i do want to watch voltron and shira (laughs) Ultron and Shira, I've never been interested in. I so like it, they're on my list. My Netflix list is huge, man, but I don't know if I'll ever watch everything on. Um, so overall, I would have to say this is four and a half Chris heads out of five. I'm actually, you know what, I gotta say, I'm gonna give this a full five Chris heads because even those dislikes. They did really nothing to take me out of the movie, aside from the security aspects, yeah. <laughs> or the lack, the lack thereof. The Other lack than of that, it, yeah. like it bothered me more in uh, King of Monsters, just because like she was such a focal point of the plot. Yeah. So, but it wasn't just the lack of security; it was also like she's bulletproof, like Godzilla proof. Ghidorah proof, like there's nothing that can take her down ever, you know. <laughs> right? So at least they didn't do that much. Like they dialed that back down and was just yeah. like, and it was more of a, a growth of character for her. So at least, you know, there's positives to that, right? For sure. And it was well acted. And there were scenes that were kind of funny. Like it wasn't like, oh, Jesus. But yeah, so I'd actually, you know what? I'd have to give this five Chris heads. Which means it for sure bumps Godzilla, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for Godzilla me- versus Kong, then it's fucking Godzilla right there, and then yeah. Skull Island like right underneath. Yeah, and then King of Monsters, and that is yep. my exact order as well. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, sometimes you get it right, Ken. Sometimes you get it right. <laughs> sometimes you get it right. Oh. Yeah, when you agree with me, you're right. <laughs> I'm when happy. you don't, you're wrong. I'm happy this movie lived up to the hype that I that I created in my own mind for it. Yeah, I'm, but I'm also happy that, like, while it did follow a pretty stereotypical plot in the sense that they fight, then they team up, and then they go their separate ways, mm-hmm. none of it felt cliched. No. You know, um, like you said, too, like this was the shortest runtime of the movie of all the movies. And yet it didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel jammed packed. Yeah, I would say it had probably about kind of the same plots, uh, amount of plots that well, King of the Monsters probably had the most. But it had one of the more plot heavies, like different plots to it. Yep. None of it felt uh, jammed in. 
They all felt, aside from the side plot, the one side plot with Millie Bobby Brown, all felt like they added to the story. But even then, like when I rewatched this movie, I'm not going to fast forward those scenes. So yeah, uh, this is a this is a largely perfect movie. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> I'm so happy that this movie is number one during the pandemic. I'm happy that it's number one during the pandemic. And I hope. I hope I'm happy it's, it's also boosted subscriptions and like watching for HBO Max, like yeah. Justice League smashed it they did a hell of a job smashing yeah. it but godzilla versus kong went yeah we'll see you and raise you this number mm-hmm. you know like they beat him on every metric for this and i was like that is incredible i i can only hope that toho looks at these numbers and goes yeah maybe we got a good thing going with legendary yeah because i mean, they, I mean they, they can still do their own stuff because they did shit godzilla right after the 2014 godzilla exactly exactly so like they can do their own stuff yeah. you know and i mean and if they're going to continue with that shin godzilla style they don't have anything to worry about because they stand both like on their own two feet like they're both separate entities well, you're they, not going to watch shin godzilla and be like oh where's brian cranston i don't understand why he's not in this movie you're not going to say that because you're going to go good god now that's a scary godzilla yeah like you know what i mean and like you're not going to be like and in real life. You're not going to see Godzilla and go, Oh yeah, no, that's, that's the protector of earth. That's fine. You're going to be like, get the fuck out of my way. I got to get away from that thing. Oh, it's Earth's protector. I don't care. I shit my pants. I have to run. <laughs> yeah. I love this movie. I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's it. so good. I can't wait to physically own it. <laughs> in fact, March has been fucking incredible between this and Zack Snyder's Justice League. I, yeah. And and everything else, everything else. Pacific Rim, Invincible, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. March has been the greatest month ever. This has been a great, great month for watching shit. Like, I mean, I've I have not missed an episode for uh, Invincible or mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, I'm like, fuck. It. I watch them Friday nights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on, no, Invincible. I watch Saturday. But either way, like I don't miss a weekend. I don't need to play catch up. I'm loving both shows. Invincible, I got to say, I'm loving more, just a bit more than uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, they're both heating up really nicely. Oh, yeah. The ending of the last Falcon Winter Soldier definitely had me go, wow. Wow. But yeah, Invincible every freaking episode i've been a fan since like issue one it it is surprising me like they've changed not so much changed but they've altered the storyline direct like the way the story plays out things that happen 100 issues from now are happening now and things that happen now haven't happened yet so it's 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 keeping me on my toes which is great to hear like for me it's great to hear battle beast Oh God, I love seeing Battle Beast in action. <laughs> oh, and even the way he spoke too. Like I loved how it was just this pretentious prick who's just yeah. like, oh, you've ruined my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. Um oh man, like so Amazon is becoming this weird channel for really good TV shows. Yeah. Although I I, uh, I lost out on Utopia. 
that one I, I we we just we watched and then stopped watching and I don't even really care to continue. That's the only one from Amazon that I was like, no, I'm good. Utopia. Which one was that? Is that the That's one? That's the one with uh, Stephen Amell's cousin there. That one. No, no. The the Utopia is the one with uh, Dwight. Uh, sorry, not Dwight, but he might as well be Dwight. Rain Wilson. Uh, it's uh, it centers around this comic book. Okay. That supposedly explains uh, like outbreaks and stuff like that, and it's all part of this like government's conspiracy and it was intriguing for the first couple episodes and then i think we were just kind of watching it just to watch it and then mm-hmm. we just stopped and we we're like Dah. but invincible incredible so far i've had no complaints um yeah. the boys between like, invincible and the boys amazon's worth the money every year <laughs> you know just those two shows but then you got uh, the jack ryan series which even though I thought the first se- season was the best of the two, the second was still awesome. Like I can't really complain yep. about it too much. Like that's surprising. And uh, the stand, I got to check out the stand because yeah, of course I do. I got to watch the stand. You know? So it's like, Oh man, what's happening? What's happening with Amazon prime? <laughs> I don't know. They got some good shit coming up. Yeah. But in any event, um, yeah, so that's it. That's that's all I got to say about Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong. It, it came. We saw. I'm happy. That's really all you got to say. That's all I got to say about that, man. Right there. Team Kong! Uh, team everybody, I guess. I don't know. I, I Yes, I'm Team Godzilla, but it's tough because it's not like I hate Kong. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I don't hate Godzilla. I'm rooting for both of them, really. I just yeah. obviously... You know, Godzilla won, and I'm like, okay, all right, that makes sense. Perfect. I, I, cool. I love, I love Godzilla. I grew up on Kong, though, and that's the difference. You grew up on Godzilla. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. So, but like I said, all fans will be happy with the outcome in this movie. No, not all fans. All fans that are not stupid will be happy with the outcome <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And and I you know I never thought I'd actually have to say this. I really never thought I'd actually have to say this, um, but I do. I have to say this. I feel like I have to say this anyway. All right. Um, everything is that we're talking about is fiction. Okay? <laughs> so, like we mentioned, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Anthony Mackey isn't really the Falcon. He doesn't really fly. Okay. I know. I know his real name is Anthony Mackey and he is a normal human being. Okay. Probably one of the more positive human beings on this planet, but he's a normal human being. When you see him flying, that's Mm. largely CGI Mm. or wire works but i'm gonna go ahead and say it's 99 cgi so he's not even really flying okay so none right. of that is real now That's, hold on i'm not done yet a bucket um, real right sebastian stan uh, who's that is is the alter ego if you want to um you know james buchanan barnes okay so that's his full fake name for the fake Fictional, totally 100% made up character. I can't hear this. I can't hear this. Okay. 
He's not playing a character that is actually real. This isn't Sebastian Stan playing George Washington, who existed, okay? He's playing a completely 100% fictional character. And hold on before I'm finished. Wyatt Russell, who plays, hold on, another 100% completely fictional character, John Walker, who in the show is Captain America. He will eventually become U.S. agent if they don't kill him off. It's 100% fake. So giving death threats to any of those people or any of the people that play or that are actors or musicians and they do things that you don't like, telling them to kill themselves, death threats. (laughs) Are you fans or do you just live to hate? That's my question. Okay. Oh, here's uh, before I forget. Chris Evans. I don't know if you know this, but he played a character called Steve Rogers, who was the first Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to knock your socks off. Okay. Also, 100% completely fake, completely fictional, completely made up character. Oh. What about Isaiah Bradley? He's real, right? The character is 100% fictional. The concept, you know, character. The concept of a black man being tested on, probably true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, the Holocaust during that period, Jews were being tested on by the Germans because they were looked at as not quite human. So it was okay for them to do these tests on these people. So it wouldn't surprise me if that is rooted. In fact, but the character, Isaiah Bradley, 100% fake. So, having said all that, Mm -hmm. you can't call yourself a fan of superheroes, of comic books, of movies, of anything in general, if your first reaction to something you don't like is to tell them that person to kill themselves or to threaten them with death or any sort of physical harm or anything that can wreck their day. I mean, do we really have to have people quitting Twitter just so that they don't have to put up with this constant barrage of hate? Because that's all it is, it's hate. And I've said this before, and I'll say this again. You guys, you, well, people, are completely missing the message. Completely missing the message. You're missing the mark. I understand loving a character so much that you're beholden to that character. Okay. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about Superman. Talk to me about Spider-Man and I, uh, Dick Grayson. And I will tell you, you'll know that I love these characters. Okay. Yep. And while I am not necessarily looking forward to a new version of Superman that may or may not be black, depending on if that uh, product actually gets off the ground. Cause we don't know for sure. I can tell you right now, I'm still going to watch it. And I'm 100% certain that I'm going to find something about it that I like Mm -hmm. because there's going to be some aspects of the Superman character that that I see in that character. But here's the other part is that like my Superman isn't your Superman. 
and your Superman isn't my Superman. These characters have been around for so long that you're going to see different versions of these characters. Robert Pattinson's Batman is not my Batman. I can tell you that right now, it's not my Batman. But I'll still watch it, and I guarantee you I'll find something that I like. And who knows, it might actually be my Batman. I'm not telling Robert Pattinson to kill himself because he doesn't understand the character as much as I feel you should, although realistically, you could know nothing about this character. It's down to the director and the writer to convey that message to you. You're mm -hmm. a good enough actor. It doesn't matter if you've read every single issue of Batman there ever was or read none of them. You should be able to convey the message that the director tells you. But there's no reason to tell people to kill themselves. There's no reason to wish physical harm on anybody just because they're talking about something that you feel so much love for. And if that's the kind of love that you have, you need to check yourself. You need to get help because that's a dangerous kind of love. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ken? No, I was just going to say, imagine being uh, Wyatt Russell. You know, MCU is huge. It's hard to get into. You're such a good actor that you get into the MCU, you get to be the new Captain America. You likely celebrated with your family and friends. I got this role, this amazing role, this life-changing role, and you're so good, and you play this role, and you're so proud of it, and then in return, you get people telling you to kill yourself. The, my favorite part about this part of the story, and this is literally, that part is what triggered this, is yeah. that, He's literally playing a character that you're not supposed to like. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when they introduce him, you're supposed to go, oh, he was a good soldier. He seems like a good guy. You know, he's got his best friend. He brought his best friend with him to help him with this. He didn't yeah. have to do that, but he did that. You know, he's got a, a, a girlfriend as well. Like, you know, he's surrounded by good people. He seems like a good person. The difference is, is that Steve Rogers was a good man. John Walker is a good soldier. Yeah. You're not supposed to like him. So they're doing exactly what they're, they should be doing. But you guys are making it a whole hell of a lot worse. Yep. It's frightening, some of the stuff that I'm seeing. And it's only getting worse. I mean... Wow. Like I said, like I said minutes ago, if this is your idea of love, you need to seek help. You need to get out of whatever echo chamber you're in. I mean, I know the stereotypical parents' basement is there, but it's not necessarily the case. You need to get away from the computer. You need to, you know what, get away from this material. Mm -hmm. Look at something else. Read a book, maybe. Watch yep. a movie that has nothing to do with superheroes. Maybe get yourself away from this if it's causing you to have this type of love for these characters because it's not really love it's just no. this weird crutch that you've got with yourself it's this weird freaking thing i like i have my thundercats thundercats roar came out i wasn't happy about it i didn't watch it i moved on i still have my yeah. thundercats that's right that's right uh, amazing spider-man one more day happened i'm not down with that Guess what? I stopped reading Spider-Man. I still have my Spider-Man comics to read. I still have exactly, exactly. It's that that's how. If there's something you don't like, that's what you do. You just don't support it. 
You don't exactly. tell the people involved that are trying to make a living and tell stories. Exactly. That are their fucking dreams to go kill them. Oh, That's God. Fucking yes. That's fucking exactly. And it makes and me, it makes me as an aspiring writer and an aspiring creator question whether I actually want to follow my own dreams. Cause I'm going to have to probably deal with this garbage somewhere down the road. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's not enough that you, you don't like it. Okay. But like you said, don't support it, but also yeah. don't jump on people that like it. Yeah. You know, like I'm on Reddit and I'm on like, and I look at the Spider-Man forums and every, almost every day there is somebody that pops up. Who's your favorite Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you, they'll go through the gamut. This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And guaranteed, you'll always get somebody that goes, my favorite is the best. These ones all suck. And fuck you all for liking those guys. And then, then it's just like, well, why'd you even join into this conversation? There's no need for that. Okay. I have said plenty of times. Okay. I want more people to be into this medium specifically comic books or superheroes and i don't care the older i get the less i care about how they got into it yeah okay because this gatekeeping that that we're doing doesn't help anybody it harms us all so mm-hmm. i caught myself gatekeeping i met a girl when i worked at power center and she said oh i love those marvel movies and i said oh did you read the comic books and she said no and immediately in my head, I went, oh, then you don't really love those Marvel movies. But I didn't say that. And I actually just caught myself and went, that means nothing. Who cares? Mm-hmm. The end result is this is a person who's going to continue to watch these Marvel movies because she loves those Marvel movies. Yep. Good for her. Great. Yep. You know? Yep. I want to see as much of these properties out there in as many forms as possible. I want comic books to keep going for as long as they possibly can, because the more people that read comic books, the more people are going to watch the movies, watch the TV shows, watch the cartoons, you know, buy the T-shirts, buy the posters. You know what I mean? It has been such an impact on my, a positive impact on my life. I'm a better person because I was into comic books at a very, very young age, I can't fathom people using this medium as a means to be horrible representations of this cell. This is why it bothers me so much, because it means so much to me. And it hurts me when I see this stuff, because it just tells me you don't get it. And it tells me that you don't want to get it. You just want it to be your little collection and nobody else can touch your collection and anybody that does must die. That's not good for everybody or anybody, even yourself. Yeah. And that's all I got to say. I don't want to say anything else. I hope I never have to do another camcast like this again. I fear that I will. And anytime I feel like I have to, I will do it because that's how strongly I feel about it. It's actually, um, just, just talking about it, man, it upsets me. Like, I actually feel teary-eyed right now. It, it, I am trying my best to keep it together because it I really, want that to be really the message. It really me because, like, like you, like, I've been following superheroes since I was a little kid, you know? Daredevil, Thor, Surfer, Captain America, Batman, Superman, all the superpower toys and Marvel cards and, like... Oh, I remember Marvel. I just, Marvel cards are one of my favorites. One of my favorites, Marvel cards, but I have so many good memories of 
being a comic fan, I hate to see it turn into this toxic, fucking disgusting pit of hatred. And it's, it's, I don't know if this is what the MCU is going to mean in the long run, maybe the fucking MCU should not be around or something because it's not just MCU. It's, it's Star Wars. It, it's, it's all, Oh, a hundred percent star. It's just, it's this mind frame and fandom as a whole today, but it seems like it's, it's like the last 10 years. It has gotten worse. Like this okay thing to just hate people. And I fucking, Oh, yeah. No, I'm not even joking, man. I'm not even joking. Like, no, 100%. I love, I love movies. I love comics. All I've wanted to do my whole life is fucking work in those mediums. And you know that. And I literally, on a daily basis, go, maybe I shouldn't fucking do this anymore. And that's sad. That is horribly sad. I shouldn't yeah. have to feel like that. I shouldn't ever no. have to feel like I got my big break. People are probably going to tell me to kill myself now. You know? And they will. That's the best part. They will. Rock stars committing suicide over the last five years, and it's all because of people. You know, the people that said they loved them, and 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 for what? Like for what? People are dying, and and so you can fucking feel better about yourself. And it's fleeting. There's no way that it lasts longer. That you get this momentary high, but then what? Yeah. Then what? Or how can it be so fulfilling? your version of that character doesn't grow and expand. One of my favorite versions of Superman, and that's just it, one of my favorite versions of Superman is All-Star Superman. Mm -hmm. But it's also Christopher Reeve's Superman. You know? But it's also Henry Cavill's Superman. These are all three distinctly different Supermans, but they're all some of my favorite Supermans. I don't have an all-time favorite Superman because... It's almost impossible to combine. I'd have to combine all these elements. I'd have to create my own Superman myself. And it's the same with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I keep saying Spectacular Spider-Man. It's one of the closest, but it's one of my favorites. I also love Raimi. Yeah. I also love uh, MCU Spider-Man. Yep. I actually also do, believe it or not, love Amazing Spider-Man himself. The actual Spider-Man in those movies, for the most part, I do love. I don't like a lot of what they did. With those movies. Yep. But I mean, I'm willing to look at these characters. And as long as there's enough of those characters of what I feel is that character, mm-hmm. I'm going to have no issues with it. That's why I hated Rick Grayson. Because <laughs> yeah. there was really nothing in there. And, and aside from his do? ass, that was it. And what did you do? You just, oh, I just stopped reading it. You stopped reading it. And that was it. And now yeah. it's fucking awesome again. And now you can read it again. And so it's awesome. Like, it's so awesome. Who cares? You took a break for a few years from the character. He's I not just, gonna you know, have to go away. He's gonna I looked at reviews. Back. I saw that he was still Rick, and I said, you know what? I'm good. And then when I found out he was gonna be Nightwing again, I yeah. read the last remaining Rick issues just to bring me up to that point there. You know, it wasn't hard either. No. <laughs> These characters are eternal. They're going to be fucking around 100 years after. We I know. hope they're eternal, but if these guys keep it up, they're not. They're not going to be eternal. Wow. It's anyway. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Geek Panthers. Really, a really downer way to end a fantastic episode, but it'll be clever editing. <laughs> or will it? I feel like it, you guys should you know just what? fucking hear it. 
Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, who knows? Who knows? But it, you know, the Geek Fancers, they know how we feel. They've been with us. Some of them have been us, with us right from the fucking beginning, which is incredible. Yep. I can't say thank you enough. Like, I really can't. Big thing. Before we were even Geek Pants. Like, there's people yeah. that pulled us over from our fucking little stuff we did in 2015. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Cosmic Dragons. Cosmic yep. Dragons. Yep. So, I mean... Yep. The, our geek pantsers get it. Our geek pantsers, I firmly believe, get it and understand it and uh, live it as you should. Yeah. Um, so again, as always, just thank you. Thank you so much for being with us on this, for letting us do this, even though we would do this without you, but we appreciate you being along for the ride. You know? Um, yeah, we held back on this Godzilla versus Kong talk for two weeks. It was hard. It was hard, but uh, was somebody hard. had homework. Oh man, I was burnt last week. Ugh, fuck, awful. And I, I uh, actually, but I also called an audible the week before too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, I'm yes, I'm trying to make it seem like it was your fault, but it was also mine. I, I was like, can we do it next week? And you were like, sure, sure, sure. And then <laughs> I, like, it's that not happening totally either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But in any event, uh, like I said, uh, you you guys know the drill. Like, no, subscribe share that kind of stuff but mm -hmm. more importantly just keep checking us out on on youtube we really appreciate it keep checking us out on facebook check us out on twitter keep checking us out on instagram you know like share all of that fun stuff listen to us on soundcloud listen to us on apple and google podcast i mean we're everywhere we're even on uh, the old school websites geekpantsmedia.com we're literally everywhere follow us on everything and listen to us or watch us however you want. And uh, if you want to send us hate-filled speeches, don't. don't. Keep it to yourself. Or do. Do, and I'll read your hate speech on here, and we'll laugh at you about it. No, actually, you know what? If you're going to do it, use your real name. Yeah, use your real Ken name. Ken and I both use our real names. We don't use usernames when we're on this. We use our real names. And if you're yep. going to spew hate... You need to be a man or a woman and use your full name. Yep. Don't hide behind um, angry jerker 45 because it's easier to do that. Yep. Cyber <clears throat> monkey dung. Yeah, that's actually not a bad one. Mm -hmm. Cyber monkey dung. Cyber it's very dung. fitting, actually, considering we talked about Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, Team Kong! Yep. Team Kong. Team uh, both, actually. I mean, really. I, I, Godzilla. Yeah, he's my favorite. Between the two, he's my favorite. So, God, Team Godzilla. But, uh, you know, considering the two of us were on opposite sides of this, we got along pretty good. We did That's pretty weird. well, my friend. We did yes. pretty well. As always, Geek Pantsers, catch you later. Thank you very much. <laughs>